Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Sonic the Hedgehog speeding headfirst into a wall. That Sometimes that's what happens. <laughs> Today on the show we're talking about survival bias. It is this thing that you hear a lot of people who are giving like talks and people who are really successful and giving kind of blanket statements and blanket advice to people often live within this world of survival bias. Like they've found a way to do really well in their lives and they tend to reduce their success into terms that are maybe a little bit too simple and don't cover, you know, specific needs. And sometimes that's something to be cautious of when you're getting advice from a source that is giving that kind of generalized advice, like someone who's doing like talks or YouTube videos, things like that. People who are talking to a wide audience to be aware that there are usually other things at play, uh, you know, certain levels of talent, uh, certain kinds of luck and, you know, social reach and things like that. There are a lot of things to consider. And it, this kind of is a supplement to the personal development is personal sort of, um, uh, podcast episode I did recently. So uh, there's a lot involved in that and basically taking personal responsibility for your growth and not just giving into blanket advice. So we're going to talk about that a little bit on this episode of Dopamine. Drums, Hi friends, welcome to the show. I hope you're doing well. It's been crazy hot here, so I apologize for the fan noise in the background. It's going to be consistent, so it won't be that annoying. I'm not going to be like turning it on and off or whatever, but um, in order for me to stay alive, it's got to happen. Um... Uh, so today I wanted to talk a little bit about survival bias. I think some people refer to it as survival ship bias as well. And this is um, something I see ever present in podcasters, people who are successful in business, actors, people who have made it in life. There tends to be a lot of this. There are multiple examples. You can think of business examples as well, but for the most part, survival bias is when somebody is able to succeed in something and they forget or ignore that there are unique specific circumstances or elements of luck or other aspects of their talent that they're not acknowledging or they're ignoring that is is being used as an excuse to make a correlation in order to tell other people that they can do the same thing. So it's like being, being successful and saying like, I did it. And so can you, um, I think of, I think of Gary V quite a bit. He has a bit of this, a lot of this actually. Uh, I don't think he's completely wrong with a lot of the stuff that he talks about, but I, I think about those types of people, uh, you know, very famous marketers, actors, um, comedians, probably not comedians too much, <laughs> but people who are just kind of like overly optimistic and they tend to believe more that correlation equals causation. So it's easy to forget that they may have had specific circumstances in their life that led them to where they are. And I'm not saying it as a means to discount the work that they put in, 
But to simply say, I did it and you can do it too, basically oversimplifying it, is not accurate, not healthy, and can be dangerous to, you know, the psyche of someone that's listening to their advice and going to do it and then they run into obstacles or they run into specifics that they weren't informed of and they don't get past that point or they don't have the natural talent that someone else has. Uh, you know, I, I, I think of there are artists who are just like, I don't spend a lot of time doing stuff uh, and people like it. And it's like, that's great because you found a way to use either your personality or your style or your appeal or your social reaches or uh, you have a strong natural charisma, things that you might not even be able to identify that is allowing you to be more successful than somebody else. It's not just a matter of simply putting in the work or simply having talent or simply being in the right place at the right time. It's typically a combination of those things. And there's a lot more involved. You know, a lot of those people deal with varying hardships. You know, everybody loses people. Everybody, people deal with mental illness. People deal with all sorts of difficulties and things at the same, at, at varying degrees and times of their life. So for someone to simply say that you need to do X, Y, and Z to be successful is horseshit. <laughs> um, and the, the, I think the reason why this podcast is doing pretty well is because I'm not coming at you from the angle of saying, like, I'm successful, be like me, because I've been successful in some ways. I would not consider myself a success. It's up to you to define what that means for you, first and foremost. But I'm coming at it from a place of being a person and just being real about who I am and talking about my life. I'm not trying to tell you how to live yours. And the important thing that I want to stress when it comes to survival bias or when it comes to even listening to my show is that I think people are ultimately trying to plant the seeds in your mind to give you the strength or the motivation or the will or some semblance of a path to figure out your route of success. Whether or not they realize they're doing that, I think their ultimate intent is to get you going. And we can't forget as listeners, as people who are consuming this kind of content, that we need to take our own responsibility to figure out and assess what that means to us. Because very simply put, some people are not talented in certain areas. And I'm not saying that to be discouraging or disparaging, which are the same things. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm saying that so that you can live within the scope of reality. I'm not saying you shouldn't practice, you shouldn't strive to work and be better at something, but there are things that people have more of a natural talent towards and can build upon more successfully than others. Some people may be more naturally tuned to comedy, going to dark places or being extremely clever or very good at improv, and there are other people who are just not good at it at all. Uh, there are people who would do a podcast like this, uh, any podcast, and they might not be good at winging it like I do. I can wing it, and I feel comfortable doing it. People seem to like it, so it's working, I guess. <laughs> um, but for the most part, there are people who need to be a little bit more prepared, and they need more of a script, or they need to figure out how to extract their personality and not necessarily just go with it. Some people can't talk by themselves for 20 minutes like I can. Some people can't 
uh, some people would rather work with a co-host or something like that, which is something I'm working towards in the future also. Um, and then uh, I got distracted because I just got a text message in. But <laughs> um, then there are lots of um, lots of things to consider when you're you're listening to someone's advice. You know, you have to if you have access to that person and you're able to ask them questions, it is certainly good to ask them what their intent is versus what they're saying and take all of that information and be able to kind of look through it, you know, take a scientific approach to it. I know this actual approach that I'm saying is unique to me. Not everyone thinks this way. Uh, but sometimes asking questions will help you to get down to the nitty-gritty of someone's intentions. Because survival bias is, is, is not something that someone who is in it can always recognize. It's easy to, to simplify because you know they may be getting paid to do a talk or to do the podcast or to do uh, an appearance somewhere or something. And they're expected to speak to a large room. And when they're expected to speak to a large room or on a YouTube channel, they're speaking to a lot of people. And when you're speaking to a lot of people, you tend to reduce concepts into simple, understandable terms. And that means kind of a shotgun approach. So you have to understand that the advice that they're giving is not personal. And you have to take that information and make it personal. I did a podcast episode recently called Personal Development is Personal because it is personal. <laughs> it's about how it works for you. It's about how all of these concepts that you're gathering through YouTube channels, through listening to speakers, Gary Vee, people in Facebook groups, people who are doing podcasts, people who are coaching that even therapists, people who are giving you advice on how to approach life or continue to move forward in life, are not necessarily thinking about all of the specific things that you need to do. They, if they're working with you as a coach, you know you'll have a greater opportunity for them to to drill down and figure out more of the specifics. But it's still up to you as an individual to be able to assess your strengths, to assess what is working for you and what feels good, and be able to make those adjustments based on that. So survival bias gives us this perspective that anything is possible when that's simply not true. <laughs> I mean, it's I'm sorry, that's terrible, but it, you can work towards being your best, the best version of an artist that you can be. You can be the best version of a comedian that you can be. You can always get better at something, but some people are going to excel at something because they have the they may have better connections. They might have a better opportunity to practice. They might have to not worry about financial stuff so much. They might not be um, so bogged down by the realities of things. You know, people get if you look at the celebrity gene pool, <laughs> there are a lot of famous people today that are the offspring of other famous people. Now, I, I know a lot of actors and musicians will do the best that they can to make their own path and make their own way, but they're probably going to get some sort of special treatment because of their name, because of their 
who they were in their past, and all, all sorts of things like that. So it, it's important to consider that, especially if you're looking to celebrities for, uh, f- for inspiration. I don't think it's wrong to look at celebrities or people who are ultra successful for inspiration. Sometimes that can motivate you. Sometimes that can move you forward. But understand that the gap between you and them is going to be very large. The path that they went is going to be very different. They may have, they may have skipped around the back where you have to trudge through the front door. You have to deal with a lot of more, a lot of difficult things. You might have a lot more debt than they have. You might have less of a natural drive to do something that they do naturally very well. So all I'm saying is to consider those things and to think about your individual strengths. You know, it's the reason that I'm starting to dive further into like Myers-Briggs teaching and, and courses, course creation. Uh, I'm going to be doing some audio courses around Myers-Briggs. I've got like a whole bunch of things uh, lined up, so you'll hear about that in the next few episodes. And I, I think the important part about understanding your personality type and understanding other people's personality types is that people are naturally wired to, to, to work towards a specific skill. Like for me, I'm an INTP, and I've mentioned that in the past. Um, my inferior strength is FE, which is extroverted feeling, which is typically about harmony and making sure everyone's needs are met. And it's something that I feel like in some ways that I've developed really well. I've developed it pretty well in a business sense. But in other areas of life, that skill is not easily transferable. I don't always understand people's emotions. I can't always read. I, I, I don't understand the concept of empath. I don't, I don't know how you can feel someone else's emotions. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> um, so, like, I just don't understand it. So, for me, I have to take the cognitive approach to understanding people, to understand situations. And I understand that... Having a show like this where I can talk through the details or talk through the subjectivity of an idea, of a concept, is the most natural to me. And this is why this show is starting to do really well, because this is where I'm being myself the most. Even when I'm with my partner, Molly, uh, at the Darling Rage, she has a great podcast, You know, she's a feeling type, and if I go too long about these kinds of concepts and I just drown on and on and on and on and on, she'll get kind of lost in it. <laughs> and... Um, you know, she'll ask me to stop. It's too much. <laughs> so, you know, allowing me to create my own platform like this, my own podcast, gives me the means to use my natural strength and continue to use it, which is talking through or working through logical and subjective concepts. So, for me, you know, it, it's been useful for me to lean into my strength. So, that's what you have to consider when you're listening to advice from other people. Even me, I'm going to probably give that kind of advice at some point here and there. I'm going to have days where I'm feeling extra preachy and I'm going to tell you to, you guys got to do this or you got to stop doing this. And that's fine. You know, I'm, I'm not telling, I'm not saying that Gary V should stop Gary Veeing. I'm not saying that, that, that um, Brene Brown should stop Brene Browning, you know? <laughs> but it, it's, it's that some of these people are speaking in contexts that don't allow them to get the, give you the full picture of a concept or an idea or give you a full picture of what they went through. So this is also why I think people go down rabbit holes of 
of picking a, a marketer or someone that they really attach to, an artist, and starting to learn more of their backstory because they want to see how it correlates to them, and if you, and they want to see if there is survival bias, you know, if it is a situation where like, oh, this person was able to focus on their work because they didn't have to work 12 hours at a job to make ends meet. You know, sometimes that's the case. Or maybe they did, and they were able to make better use of their time. Maybe there's more useful information within that. Or they were able to do stuff while they were at their job. Or they had a, an incredible sense of clarity and focus. Maybe they don't have to deal with mental illness or ADHD, or maybe they had positive support systems and you don't. Or maybe you do and they don't. So maybe you can learn from that. Maybe that's made you lazy. And sometimes people who have been in like intense poverty situations get that motivation from not wanting to do that anymore, whereas you might have lived a very comfortable life, so that motivation is not ever present for you, or you need to find a different kind of motivation. So just understand that when people are giving advice, they're giving it from their perspective. So you have to consider that, especially when they're, they're saying you need to do this and they're being very, very specific about something you need to start doing. You know, Gary Vee, for example, uh, I always use him as, as an example because he's a very polarizing guy. I think a lot of people like and respect him, but there are plenty of people who are like, oh, he's always telling me what to do, and I don't get it. And he's all hustle, hustle, hustle. And I think he's smart because he's trying to... He, he creates a lot of content, or he has people create a lot of content for him, but he says a lot of things. He's set up his life to be able to continue to do that. He tells a lot of his story, but he had a lot of he had a great support system. He has a natural drive. He has a lot of natural energy, and he does talk about those things. So, it's it's important to be aware of uh, of someone talking about all of their strengths throughout all of their content and all of the specific things um, that they have to say. I lost my train of thought for a second because there was something else I was going to say about Gary Vee, but I. I I completely lost it. Um, but he, he gives really great advice, but he also understands, to the best of his ability, that his advice is not going to fit everyone. You know, he gives advice all the time of like, you need to start a YouTube channel, you need to have a greater social media presence, you need to do this, you need to do that. And I certainly agree to, with some of the blanket statements of, of older people, you know, needing to get out of the past or... Um, you know, get their head out of the sand when it comes to learning new things when it comes to social media and stuff like that. Um, so there are some things that, I, you know, you can just accept as a blanket statement that that can work. But for the most part, when somebody's giving advice, you need to filter it through your own experiences and realize that you're going to come to different roadblocks. You're going to have different problems. And... I'm not saying those things are not surmountable, because they totally are, and I totally believe that you can do it. You can do anything you set your mind to. Um, actually, no, that's not true. <laughs> I said that before. But you can, you can, you could do anything that you're calibrated naturally to and can set your mind to. Does that make more sense? <laughs> if you're, if you want to do something, and you have some talent in it and you can get yourself in front of the right people and can continue to work in that sense and move forward, you have a greater, uh, you're creating a greater potential 
for you to break through certain barriers. So basically, you know, why I wanted to mention survival bias is to separate this notion of guaranteed success. Because if you continue to work and work and work and work, and you're not getting to this platform of success or your vision of success, you're going to get discouraged and you're going to stop. It's all about increasing gradually every single day and chipping away at this idea of, of increasing your chances of your version of success. And I stress your version of success because not everyone looks the same. For me, I just want to be able to pay my bills and have a little bit of extra money so that I can go travel a little bit around the area or go have a meal with Molly uh, and go have dinner and not stress about money. Be able to buy video games when Steam's summer sale comes along and just you know be able to not spend extravagantly but start to pay down some bills and, and do okay. I don't need to be famous. I'm not concerned with being um, a, a name per se. And that's, that's how I look at success. So sometimes you can quantify that as well. How much money do you need to make a month to feel like you're a success? And sometimes I, I think I can feel, I feel like I can do another episode on success on its own uh, because sometimes you hit that bar of success and you become complacent. So it's really about understanding yourself at the end of the day. So th that's the reason I bring up survival bias is because everything needs to be filtered through your lens and tailored to your experiences. If you're not a naturally social person, then you're likely going to have to partner with someone who is a little bit more social. You can try to put yourself out there, but you, you might not be ever as naturally adept as like an Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey for example. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit unfair to expect you to become someone else, right? So that's the general idea, and that's what we should all consider when we're making our own assessments about where we are in life and where we're going. So uh, that's it. I'm going to wrap up with the survival bias talk, but let me know what you think about that. What are your concepts? What are your, what are your, what's your, what are your, bleh, what are your thoughts on the concept of survival bias? Where have you seen it? Do you, do you have examples? If you go to Wikipedia and do a quick survival bias search, you can check the Wikipedia page and there are a bunch of examples of survival bias which is basically talking about the success of different types of companies without like like considering companies that have gone under. And basically it's about ignoring data uh, for the sake of saying that this thing works. So I guess I could have just said that at the top of the show and made this like a two-minute podcast. <laughs> but that's not very fun, is it? We're here to have a good time. So let me know what you think. Let me know if there are any aspects of this that are maybe discouraging. Is there something that you would like to talk about in regards to it? Let me know your thoughts. Um, be sure to go check out the podcast course at cnote.thinkific.com. I'm going to be doing some Myers-Briggs courses there soon, which are audio-only courses, so be on the lookout there on that page as well. And uh, be sure to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash dopamine. And then, um, yeah, just have yourself a good time. You know, take care of yourself. Stay cool out there because it's stupid hot. Today is going to be like 88 degrees. Ugh, it's not a good time. So I'm just going to be sitting here on the kitchen table and recording some episodes and having myself a, a jolly good time. So um, that's it. Take care of yourselves and each other, and I'll catch you next time on Dopamine.
Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Thank you.